You are listening to Living That Life podcast. Subscribe on iTunes and a YouTube.com Living That Life for amazing travel videos. View discretion is advised. Welcome, everybody out there. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living That Life podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes if you haven't already. New podcast coming out every Monday on iTunes. Boom! You heard it here first. I have a special one for you. I discovered this guy's channel a few weeks ago, and I said, I need to do a podcast with this guy. So today we have the none and, one and only Matt Laker, fellow digital nomad, online entrepreneur. He's from Poland. He lives in Vietnam and he is currently in Barcelona. And he crush, crushes it with Upwork. So as you know, me, my goal with living that life is helping people figure out how to make money online or some sort of remote situate remote work situation so they can start traveling and figure out uh, basically any way to make travel happen and so that's what Matt is here to share today his experience with Upwork and how he basically made tons of money money creating a system around Upwork so without further ado uh we have the one and only Matt Laker. How you doing, Matt? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. And <laughs> thanks for this awesome introduction about me. Um, yeah, I'm super happy to share with um, all your subscribers uh, the strategy so the guys can um, just copy paste it and implement it themselves so that they can live the life of uh, traveling and being a digital nomad if they want to. Uh, or, you know, basically work from wherever they want. So I'm super yeah. happy to share all the strategies today. I'm ready to roll. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, it's, travel is not everyone's dream, you know, whether it's work, work from home and, you know, stay with your family or just like, you know, take an extended vacation. That's what we're all about. So um, just so you guys know, the video that I saw from him is Become a Digital Nomad Motivational Video. It's such a sweet video. Like I was so impressed. I had to get in contact <laughs> with this guy. Um, and then he also has uh, Lakers hustle tips about uh, online business. And then his one uh, famous video, how to make 8K per month on Upwork. So I was like, hmm, that's a great thing to share. Let's share that on my channel. Uh, so um, first of all, like a little bit before we get into the Upwork stuff, a little bit about uh, how you became an online entrepreneur and a little bit of your background. Sure. So right, right before we're going to get into hands-on strategies, I can share my story with you. So I was, I was at the university in the Netherlands and I was not happy with that. It was just like, I'm, I'm pretty sure like a lot of guys on your channel who are dreaming about this kind of lifestyle, they shared similar mindset. They are like, hey, I'm studying this economics or international business. And it's like, hey, I, I'm really trying to do business, something hands-on. I'm trying business. to be location independent. Yeah. <laughs> business. Yeah. And then I was like, hey. Business, which means I want to make money, right? Yeah. I was like, I, I was just like studying that at the uni and it's like, hey, no, no value for me at the current stage. So I, um, and then at this time I was also working for a corporation and 
you know, it was easy job, was making good money, but it was just a cubicle and it was just nine to five and it was just repetitive. There was no adventure. There was, there was no growth involved and there was no autonomy that there was no, this, you know, pursuit to mastery involved. None of these. I thought, Hey, I have to, I have to figure something else. And, um, uh, I was struggling a lot to figure out some kind of an online business. So it, it was really hard. Like, I'm not going to say that I just figured this like one magical way. And then suddenly I started making tons of money because it'd be lie. I, I was struggling a lot and I was struggling for years. Like I've been trying to start some online business even before uni, during university, during when I was working for a corporation, I was struggling a lot. And uh, I was trying to figure this online through watching YouTube videos, listening to all these podcasts, but not obviously not yours, but I was just like, you know, finding like all this content that um, did not deliver any hands-on solutions. So I was just like trying to learn from marketing gurus, things like that, but it was not really applicable in, in real life. It was not hands-on and uh, I couldn't really understand it. So I was just trying and then eventually, eventually I figured a way to, um, I figured a business model that worked and I started making money. And the first sale I made was $75. And <laughs> I was really excited. I sold, I sold a landing page through, through Fiverr. And I was working, nice. uh, I was working at, the, at the corporation at this time. So um, this sale, it turned out to be a tripwire. A tripwire to a bigger sale. So it turned out to be um, a tripwire to $1,500 sale. So it was a second sale uh, to the same person. So I figured, hey, Fiverr is a great lead generation source in terms of you know, lead magnets or tripwires. So it's like a tool for you uh, to get this contact details, even though you don't initially make a lot of money with that. And then I transitioned to another platform and I, I will get to that in a second because I told you that I first gonna make an introduction without like being technical about things. And yeah. I, I, I transitioned to another platform and I was working as a freelancer and I said, hey, you know what? I'm making more money from online business than I'm making from working for a corporation. So I said, hey, I just gonna leave Europe and I just got, and it was winter back then. So, um, you know, guys who are tuning in now from Europe and uh, they know what it means to be in Europe for the winter. Like it's really yeah. cold, like it's borderline cold. So I said, hey, I, I don't have to, I don't have to stay here. I just gonna go somewhere else. And I just went to uh, Southeast Asia. I skipped Thailand, Thailand, because everyone pretty much goes there so I was like hey I want to do something like totally random and Vietnam was a place that like not many people used to go back then like two three years ago it was not that popular of a destination so I just went there and uh, stayed there for um, for half a year grinding not leaving my apartment I was just like basically staying home and working from morning till evening then in the evening I would just do like Tinder dates so I wouldn't even like like go out <laughs> Systematizing and, uh, it. I, I was just like, I, I did systematize it. Yes, yeah. so I was just, I was just like, hey, I'm, I'm just working all the time. I don't have time to go out, and uh, um, I even got my VA to take care of Tinder. So I was just like, really weird. Um, <laughs> I didn't have time. Yeah, we'll talk about. I, I just didn't have time. So. Yeah. So, so in the evening I was like, Hey, I, I just going to drink a beer, go to sleep, wake up in the morning, hustle again. It was like 16 hours work days. And, um, 
And then, then I had one problem. I got, uh, I got appendix inflammation in Vietnam and that I had to stay in the hospital for, for, for two weeks to recover. And, uh, and then my business failed and I, I finished all my money. So I, I sort of had to start over again because I wasn't really smart about processes. And then I've built my business again, but, but a little bit smarter, I've built the business um, using like proper processes so that they can work, so that the business can work when I'm stepping away from it. And it was, it was my big takeaway from uh, appendix inflammation. And then the business was going, it was going well, I started traveling more, I've, I've moved um, with, with some entrepreneurs, uh, we've built a growth house for entrepreneurs in, in Valencia, Spain. Then we traveled to Macedonia. We were living in many countries. Uh, and then I started building a business, the business. And then I got, uh, I, I got so caught up in work that I got depression. So it's, uh, it's, it's like one of these bad experiences you can have in business. I got depressed. I couldn't really handle this, so um, I had to figure again how to run a business so that you don't work too much, so that you don't get too caught up in processes. Because at a certain stage when the business is reaching like, like 15, 16, you have a lot of people under, there's a lot of responsibilities, and then you travel the world and change location, and then you change time zones, and then there is all this crazy stuff going on. Um, it, can be, it can be hard, uh, but um, eventually I figured how to deal with it, and I, I've built a business that has uh, stable processes, is not as demanding in terms of like, you know, you don't have to work all the time. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit more uh, passive, Although it's obviously it's not a passive income, um, I, I don't really believe in that. We can get into this later, but it's not as passive. Relative. It's not as active. Yeah, relatively passive. Yeah, and um, yeah. Now I'm now I'm now now I'm now I'm just like pretty much traveling, but I'm trying to limit limit this so that I can focus a little bit more on myself. So the business is working, the team is working. I am uh, pretty much traveling between my. Uh, my office in Barcelona and uh, and my 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 home in Vietnam, uh, occasionally visiting my family in Poland. So now the life is a little bit more balanced and the business is growing in more stable way. So that's that's my background without like revealing too much technicalities. Yeah, dude, that that's amazing. That's exactly what I'm trying to work out right now is um, building a team and processes to uh, to build my to build my online businesses. Like I have my Amazon business, which is relatively passive, but um, I want to outsource even more things and make it even more passive and start diversifying my income into different online activities. So yeah, that's where I'm at. So um, yeah, let's get into your, to your Upwork um, system. Uh, Cause you were telling me earlier, basically um, that within three months of your Upwork system, you were making six to seven, uh, K a month through Upwork. That's within three months of building this system. So tell people how you did that. Give us your spiel on how that works. <laughs> and if someone For is sure. into that, how they can maybe do it. For sure. So uh, the way to approach Upwork or any other freelancing platform is uh, by changing your paradigm of thinking, by paradigm of you looking at things. So mm -hmm. the way I used to look at Upwork was um, that it, it's a freelancing platform. So I thought I am a freelancer. So I thought I'm this guy who's just like, you know, trying to get some little sales and working hard to get like, you know, $100 um, 
digital marketing projects, things, things like that, you know, allowing people to dictate prices and sort of mistreating you, uh, things like that. So I, I had this perception of what freelancing is. But what it turns out um, to be true is that you can actually turn Upwork into a business or even, or you could even say that you can become Upwork investor. And the way it works is that you create a smart system. You create basically a business model and this business model allows you to, to use Upwork as lead generation source. So you purely consider Upwork or any other freelancing platform such as Fiverr, such as freelancer.com or anything else. You purely consider this as a, lead generation source and you don't consider yourself freelancer anymore so you build a system that essentially has four pillars the first pillar is um lead generation the second one is sales so it's it's sales calls with clients the third one is project management so this is basically managing expectations between um customer and the person who's going to deliver the job and then the last pillar is delivery so this is um actual um, freelancers or actual um, developers. So what's happening is that most of us is putting ourselves um, in the end of this value chain. We just consider ourselves freelancers. So we're doing all the work. But but what's what's happening in reality is that freelancers and service delivery guys they get peanuts. They just get the least amount of money. Yeah. The real money is in uh, getting customers and customer acquisition and sales and in managing projects so this is this is where the real value is so uh, most of the guys are just starting um, with the end of this value chain instead of just putting themselves in front of the funnel yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's 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 mindset the first shift. mindset shift um, that has to be applied uh, to guys even before they they start thinking about the strategy so the mindset mindset shift that you don't want to be freelancer you don't want to be on, on, on you know in the end of this value chain then um, the second thing is that you want to start leveraging your time and money in this in this business model. So because uh, lead generation and sales is making you the most money, you just want to pay people for project management and delivery. You don't want to do it yourself because this way you're going to leverage your time. So you can sell a website for $3,000 and you can outsource this for like 300, which is 10% of a product price. Now lead generation and sales, it takes, uh, it takes, you know, let's say it takes you, let, let's say five hours on average to, to, to get a client. Now the, the delivery, the development of a website, it could take you, let's say a week to build it. So, um, you could choose to work for a week for three hundred dollars, or work five hundred, or work five hours for for the rest of the money, which is like two thousand seven hundred dollars. So there is a leverage. There is a great leverage of your time. So you just reinvest this money, um, and you reinvest your time to get even more uh, leads and even more sales, and you outsource more and more and more. Now, um, the lead generation system with up work work in automated way as well so you can leverage this as well so you don't actually even have to do lead generation yourself you don't even have to send offers and proposals to clients yourself you can have some VAs or you can just put few few people in your office at your office and you can you can explain them how it works you yeah. just have to learn some basics of copywriting some basics of funneling people through Upwork basically it comes down to to, to copywriting strong call to action 
And I, 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 I created some new systems that people don't really use, such as video proposals. So for example, I am uh, not sending them text like write like con like just like just like using my keyboard to write stuff i'm actually recording a video putting myself out there establishing rapport with them yeah, yeah. and then um the message is essentially um is is, is 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 a strong call to action to open the video and then the video is funneling them to a call and then on the call there is proper sales so then there is yeah. step one of this funnel is sales um, so what guys have to understand is how sales works. So most of the, most of the people don't really know sales. Like they just don't understand. They, 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 they think like, Hey, I can just get clients and leads, but they don't know that sales is actually fucking important. Sorry for swearing. Yeah. I know if you're going to swear on your channel. Um, Demonetize. Can mute that. <laughs> um, sales is actually very important. Sorry. Strongly sell the clients. Because, uh, you know, they have dozens of proposals. It's going to take some skills to have them choose you. Um, yeah, so it's, 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 it's another mindset shift. So it's not them choosing you. It's you choosing them. So you get so many leads booking, booking calls with you. And you have so many people lining up to work with you because you're the best on the market and you can deliver value that you are choosing what are you going to work with them. So I completely reframed this whole sales thing. So nice. instead of telling them that, Hey, this is a sales call and then I will try to qualify myself and get, you know, and, and offer you my services, I would be more like, all right, so uh, why would we work with you? Like, or, or I would, maybe this is too obvious, but I could say oh, like, Hey, I, I see. What, I what, what's your, What's your company about? Like, and then, and then it wouldn't be even like sales techniques or it wouldn't be even like lying or anything of this sort. I would genuinely not work with anyone I don't think is the right fit for me. Uh, and people sort of sense it. They sense your high value. So it's kind of yeah. like pickup. It's kind of like pickup or dating. Uh, but this important part of business that you have really high value. You have this strong sense of value, self Worthiness, yeah. or whatever you call it, uh, and people send, and you don't be a sales call, or you don't have to be cocky or cheeky, and you don't have to say like, "Hey, tell me why would I work with you?" Because yeah. probably they would say, "Well, screw you." But you can just ask right questions um, that uh, present your value. So, for example, like, "All right, so what's the revenue of your business?" Uh, okay, um, what is your company about, and what's happening? essentially is that those customers they start qualifying themselves and you want to qualify them uh well so you don't want to like qualify yourself like yeah i'm a good freelancer i can do this and that you just want to qualify them so you qualify them whether um, this project is important for them whether this project is urgent for them or whether they have like 10 other freelancers lining up uh to work for them or something like that so i would for example not accept that if they have like 10 other people they're going to talk to then it means that they are just in a market research phase so i would say hey um so it seems like it's a market research for you so um so when is your last call with the last freelancer that is in your pipeline and they would say on friday i would say all right friday 6 p.m we can talk after you you interview everyone else i don't want to be your market research tool or anything of this sort and then they usually respect you and then they come back to you and they don't know why but they choose to work with you uh, and in reality they choose to work with you because you're not trying too hard and yeah. because you have this sense of high value so it's not even like sales techniques it's more of a inner game it's uh it's it's what's inside you in a way and then 
when you have guys teaching you all the sales techniques on YouTube, like, yeah, have a frame, be strong, ask open questions, uh, straight line persuasion, or all, all these things. It, it, it is true, like, it's all applicable, but you don't have to do any of these if you have the right mindset. If you, if you, have, if you actually have a lot of customers lining up to work with you, if you have, like, 10 sales calls booked for, for a week ahead, you really don't care. Like you really don't care if they're going to work with you. If they're going to work with you, awesome. If they're not going to work with you, okay. So that's, that's, that, that's the mindset. If you get on a call with them and you're like, hey, you have to work with me. Otherwise, I'm totally screwed. Then uh, it's not going to work. Of course, it took a lot of time for me. It was like a lot of sales calls that I failed. And it was a lot of um, uh, learning. I I, I, I'm in a, in, in a small group of uh, friends and we're all teaching each other or like doing sales calls with each other, things like that. So it was a lot of work. It, it took me like three years to actually master that. So it's not like, it's not like, like that. But after the three years of doing sales, I can say that, hey, this comes down to your mindset and the self uh, sense of your self-worthiness. So anyways, coming back to the business model because I'm yeah, sort of you, drifting away. How <laughs> Uh, how did you outsource that sales eventually? So you mean how do you outsource development or sales process itself, like being on the sales calls with clients? Yeah, how did you, yeah, how did you systematize the sales? So what you can do is you can literally post on Facebook that you're looking for salespeople and you just post it on your personal Facebook. Uh, you can go to some... Um, Facebook groups for salespeople and uh, you just post it there and you're like, hey, I'm looking for a sales team and uh, you offer them sales commission, you deliver them leads. So basically they get free leads and um, your value that you're bringing into the business is you're bringing high quality leads that are qualified to buy. So it's not like they have to do cold calling or anything of this sort. They already get pre-qualified leads that they're looking to buy. So now they just have to, you know, not screw this up and if they're not terrible with sales, um, and of course you can coach them, um, if they are not terrible with sales, they will be closing 25% of, of, of leads that are coming down your funnel. So you're going to have one, of, uh, one out of four calls, it's going to be sale on average, it could differ, differ of course, and then you have... Uh, you have um, pretty much pretty much uh, 25% of the money of the revenue budgeted towards the salesperson. So, of course, this number can differ as well. It could be 20%, could be 30 but it's something around 25% in my business model. And then uh, you just pay it to them. Whenever they close a sale, you get the money from the customer up front, so you send them 25% to them. Uh, so you're cash flow positive as well. So you're not really like, hey, I, 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 you're like this business model is cash flow positive because you get, um, you get the money, and um, and, and then, then you pay the money. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you have uh, project management. And then you have a project management. So it's a yeah. person who's responsible for managing expectations between developers and the sales team, uh, sorry, and the client. And the reason for that is because developers are usually antisocial and they're kind of weird people and nothing against them because I used to be a developer myself for a little bit. So I know what it's like to sit in your bedroom all day coding. So it, it, you're, you're just becoming antisocial. So you're just like really not great talking with people. So, um, there is a necessity for a great communicator who's going to 
go to developers and he's going to say, yeah, this client is a stupid idiot. He wants this and this. Can you make it? And then go to the client and say, yeah, developers are like being crazy, but don't worry, we're going to handle this. There is necessity for this kind of communication. And then there is necessity for someone who speaks the language because oftentimes you outsource things to um, people who speak patchy English or, you know, not necessarily like fluent English. Like they would speak worse English than me. And then some customers are like, hey, uh, I don't feel comfortable working with this person for some reason. They just feel more comfortable working with someone who's from their country. So let's say we're targeting a German-speaking market. They not, they're not going to speak with uh, English developers, like English-language developers. They want to speak with Germans. We're going to target Poland. We want They want Polish guys. We want to target yeah. Netherlands. They want Dutch guys. We target United States. They want native americans they, they they would even prefer to talk with native americans than uh with uh, people from the uk for example it's just like some sort of sense of safetyness whatever it's it's just like this you know it's not yeah. racism or anything like that it's just that you know it's like some some old-fashioned client someone's like 60 years old he wants to talk with someone who sounds like his neighbor which is okay you know like i, I adjust my team to that i don't care you know so so for project management this is the person that's like chatting with them like within upwork or maybe outside of, so this is the per person that's like up like uh, dealing with the customer like day to day uh, yeah so, so that'd be a person who's uh, dealing with a customer in terms of um, you know sharing them uh, sharing with them progress of a project telling them all right we're done with the milestone milestone number one and milestone milestone number two fixing all unusual situations so it has to be, like, it sounds easy because project manager just gets the project and the sale is done and development is done on the other side, but actually it's one of the hardest parts of the business. It's like completely the insane. Yeah, because salespeople, they promise a lot and they just want to get the sales commission. And then developers, they want to do as little work as possible because everyone works on their advantage. So uh, project managers, they have to work with sales team as well to continuously remind them, hey, don't over-promise shit because uh -huh. we can't deliver that. And then people are going to feel like they are being scammed because they are not getting what we promised. So don't do that because we're going to get refunds and uh -huh. we're going to have, you know, like you know, problems with, uh, you know, getting sued or whatever. So this is very important that project manager actually knows how to handle the sales team and developers. So it's really hard job, to be honest. Like that's, that's one yeah. of the hardest things. And that's the last thing that I outsourced. So, so I was doing this, this, this myself for a long time. Lead generation is like a copy pasted system. Mm -hmm. I, I got like, I got like, um, three girls working at the office. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's girls or guys or anything. It was coincidence, but I just got like three girls working and they were like sending proposals uh, to clients. Then project manager would be in the U S for U S clients. Then would be another one in the UK for the UK clients, another one in Poland and another one in Germany, depending on the market. And um, there would be um, salespeople who are from these countries as well. And then developers, they could be from anywhere. So developers, I, I had developers from Greece, uh, from, from, from Eastern Europe. I, I had some developers from India as well, although I, 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 I enjoy working the most with uh, Eastern Europeans, um, maybe because I'm Eastern European myself. Yeah. I, I don't know, I heard, but I, uh, I had the best experience. Freelancers from Eastern European, yeah. 
they're just hard the workers. Drive. They're 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 essentially like they're essentially like Americans or 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 Westerners because they just have the same mindset. It's just yeah. that the countries are not as wealthy, so they 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 sort of try to adjust and they they hustle, they wait wait through. So that's that's a good market. Right. Obvious. So so these by by developers you mean like technical people who are delivering the work. And uh, did you pick like one sort of niche type of job, like actual like coding web development? Or would you like send proposals for graphic design, copywriting, all different types of stuff? Or would you focus on one niche? That's a great question. And a lot of people ask that. So you want to be as niche, narrow it's possible so you want to really niche down and the reason for that is because this is much more profitable in the long term so if you're gonna approach everyone and you're gonna do every possible project then you are going to um, to get more projects but your uh, system is gonna get clocked basically you're gonna put like everything in your pipeline and your system is gonna get clocked so I'm gonna give you an example I was offering everything to everyone and then I I got a projects and then and then I and then I had two projects at the same time and I had only one developer in terms of capabilities. And one project was $5,000, but it was something we've never done before. Now, it would be a lot of hassle for me to do project management. Uh, and uh, I would have to probably pay like $2,000 to developers because it was complex. Mm -hmm. So $3,000 in terms of profit, even less after sales commissions, but like let's yeah. say $3,000 after development. Now, then there is another project it was real estate uh, website. Uh, they offered, actually, we offered them $2,000 for this website. But we have developed a website for real estate company before. And yeah. it costed us $1,000 before. But for a developer to copy-paste the same thing, the same system, just change colors, change logo, he was like, yeah, Matt, like, honestly speaking, it's going to be like two hours of work for me. Like, yeah. if you pay me 200 for that, it's fine. I'm good to go. Yeah, exactly. And then... And then we're profiting only $2,000. Sorry, the revenue is only $2,000, but the profit is uh, $1,800, and then there is no work involved. Another project, let's say it could be like $3,000 profit, but it's going to be so much time that it's going to take to develop that, yeah. that at this time, we could probably like copy-paste like 10 projects for real estate, and in the end of the day, get higher profit. So um, I would say you want to be as niche specific as possible. Uh, it's um, it, it works both ways. It's 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 you want to be niche specific with technology because this way you have your processes that done fast and cheap yeah. because you can just copy paste the technology. So this is this is niche for for text. This is great. And then you want to have niche for um, type type of customers that you work with, uh, for example, real estate, because uh, you will know how to advertise for them. You will know uh, how to do copywriting for their niche. You will know what wording you want to use on the website. You will know how this industry works. And then every industry is so different and works in such a different way that if you really want to spread yourself out to every industry, you're going to become a, uh, you're going to become a jack of all trades and master of none. So I would say, if you have to hustle your way through and make money as fast as possible, you can just pick up every project because at the beginning it doesn't really matter because you're not making money anyway. You don't have any projects anyway. But once your idea is validated, once you sell something, what you would like to do in the best 
scenario is just copy paste the same type yeah. of client, the same type of technology. That's the smartest way to approach real I business. You have, you have a template. It's like you just have a huge, a, a nice website template for real estate. It's already done, but they don't, they don't know that. And you just yeah. charge fucking 2000 bucks for it. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. And they don't care. It's not even like you're like scamming them or anything. They don't care. Like they, they're like, oh yeah, we, we use, we've built the same system for someone else. And they're like, okay, I don't care. It's like, doesn't matter from their perspective. So they get high value product. You know how to support this product. You know how to do customer service for that. So it's much better, much better, much, much better like this. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, that was a great breakdown. And I think you mentioned you have a meeting, uh, to run off to, uh, shortly here. So, uh, I am actually reading on my screen off of the blog post that you wrote, breaking this down in blog post chunk form, which I will link below uh, people. So, awesome. um, so number one, you have product delivery. The first thing you outsource. So that's the first thing that you would mm -hmm. work on outsourcing, actually doing that makes sense. Mm -hmm. so that's number one. Yeah. And then uh, obviously you're going to outsource the lead generations, getting the proposals, and then you're going to outsource the uh, sales closing the proposals uh, mm -hmm. and then outsource project management, which I call, I call the communicator, the daily communicator. Correct. Yeah. Those mm -hmm. are the four pillars. You got it right. Mm -hmm. Awesome, man. I, I awesome. literally learned a lot just on this podcast. <laughs> awesome. I'm happy to bring the value. It's uh, it's, it's awesome. Great energy. And I'm looking forward to talk again uh, anytime soon. Thank you so much for having me. Cool. Yeah. Pleasure to have you. And uh, links below to his blog post, like I said, and his YouTube channel where you can see lots more of online hustle tips and uh, travel stuff as well. So uh, yeah, have fun in uh, Barcelona and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk soon. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Peace. Your money. All I do is Yeah. If you guys look at me now, bitch, 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 bitch.